So what happens actually in the body when you eat the wrong way or you eat the wrong food is in old ways you would say the food ferments and rots in your system and this makes you ill, ugly and old. Welcome to Forever Young, the health and well-being podcast from Lanzarov. My name is Mario Pedazzoli, and in every episode, join me in conversation with a variety of health experts and special guests as we explore what it means to live well. We may not find the secret to eternal youth, but join me on our quest as we explore just what it means to live a balanced, healthy and happy life. Hello again and welcome. In today's episode, we shall be considering the much-discussed topic of fasting. That is to say, the method of reducing and controlling our food and drink intake in a structured way over a period of time for health purposes. So what indeed are the benefits? Are there any risks or downsides? And what has happened to our lifestyles that we now need to address our daily eating habits in this way? For the beginner, a quick search online will only confuse matters even more with the many choices and viewpoints available. Well, to help us make sense of it all is our special guest today, Dr. Ursula Levine. Ursula, welcome. Thank you. Hi, Mario. Thanks for having me. Dr. Ursula Levine qualified in medicine at the University of Vienna. She has more than 30 years of clinical experience combining Western and traditional Chinese medicine. Ursula is a fully qualified FX Meyer medicine doctor and practitioner, which underpins the Lanzerhoff philosophy, with Ursula's expertise founded upon both Western and Oriental medicine. In 2019, Ursula graduated with distinction as a Master of Public Health. She is a qualified doctor of psychosomatic medicine and a trauma therapist. Ursula currently practices full-time at Lanzerhof at the Arts Club in Dover Street, Mayfair. There, she works with patients, supporting them in accessing the best preventive and solutions-focused treatments available. Ursula regularly writes and broadcasts on fasting and supplementation for health, preventive medicine, trauma, medical stress management, and weight control. In fact, I'm not sure we could have a more qualified expert in this subject. So Ursula, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Mario. So maybe let's start at the beginning for us all. What does fasting mean, Ursula? And why should we do it? So fasting, as a principle, means first a time-restrictive matter of eating, or you reduce the foods, so your calorie intake. And why we should do it is pretty clear. In the last 200 years, uh, the intake of our sugar that we daily eat has rocketed exponentially. So there was a study done in 2013 where the average Austrian citizen eats more than 35 kilograms of sugar per year. And that's quite a lot. That's extraordinary. Yes. And when you think about it, it's it's not uh, not only that we eat so much sugar, but we eat it also at the wrong time. So there are two major factors, if you see it broadly, the, the way how we eat and what we eat. So when you think of a of a wave when we put something into our body the sugar and then 
the body reacts with an insulin production. So this, these are two factors that balance each other out. You eat the sugar, the insulin is produced like in a sinus wave, right? But the more you eat of the sugar, the more insulin you need to produce. And are you talking about the hidden sugars that are within foods predominantly? Yes, because we are we are not aware of it. Yeah, and uh, the sugars that we are aware of, uh, we can reduce as well. Yeah, and this mm. this will be the topic for another talk. Mm, soon, yeah. I guess. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, so to come back to the fact that not only what we eat but how we eat yeah is very important as well what i call the four deadly sins of how we eat we eat too fast and this is the point where every one of my patients says oh yeah 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 i eat standing up i eat too fast i don't chew properly so we eat too fast we eat too much so we take the refill and the refill mm. we eat too often and this is very important because the gut, our gut needs time to relax. So between each meals, you need to slow down your digestion so that the food can be metabolized, right? Mm. And then we eat too late. We, le we eat too late before we go to bed. And then that leads to all kinds of symptoms. Goodness, I think most of us listening to that can probably tick off quite a few of those uh, those wrongs in in how we eat, and and I think we're probably a victim of of Western lifestyles, and everything is faster and faster and, and on the go, and and I, and I think that's the the outcome here. Yes, and this is this is before we even discuss what we should eat, we mm. need to make sure that how we eat it is correct. So one of my teachers would say, it doesn't really matter what you eat as long as you chew it properly mm. yeah and we'll come to that later so what what happens actually in the body when you eat the wrong way or you eat the wrong food is in the in old ways you would say the 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 food ferments and rots in your in your system and this makes you ill ugly and old <laughs> in modern terms you would say it's it's an intestinal auto-intoxication, which means basically we are uh, we have the toxin in our inside, so we poison it, uh, us from the inside out. Yes, so beauty yeah. starts from within us, is yes. what you're saying, I think. Yes. But how have we got to this point, Ursula? So, as as we said before, it's the first. It's the amount of sugars hidden or not, that we eat and the lifestyle that you mentioned, that mm. we are, everything is going too fast. We don't take our time to mindful for mindful eating, mm. right? So we don't sit down, we don't sit around the table, we don't cherish our foods, yeah? So everything has to go faster and faster and faster. Mm. And, and so I suppose um, this starts from within and... We cannot see that. So how do we recognize when something is wrong? So it starts, you know, what I call the symptoms of, of a dysfunctional gut is that you have bloating. Yeah, 
uh, you, you're constipated or you have diarrhea or both at the same time. You develop food intolerances or allergies. And that's something very concerning, right? Mm. When you can't tolerate a, a, per se, a healthy food per se, right? Mm. Sleeping disorders, and that has a lot to do with uh, eating too late because your gut needs to digest and it, it literally wake, keeps you awake, right? Uh, musculoskeletal problems because your posture starts changing mm. because you, you, you literally try to save your body from the inflammation within. Yeah. And then skin problems, breakouts, because your all your systems are on high alert for detox. Yeah. The dysphoria and the fatigue, because you you are so full from the food that you don't want to move, you don't move, you put on weight, you are unhappy, and that goes down the spiral of, of your mental health as well, mm. right? And then obviously chronic pain, because when you put on weight, when your joints are constantly under strain, then you might develop chronic pain. Yeah. Mm. And you mentioned inflammation there. Could we talk a little bit about that and, 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 and what that means and, uh, and the, the consequences of inflammation? So when you go back, uh, when we go back to the idea that you should rest after you've eaten or you should give your gut the time to restore, um, that prevents inflammation. On, only that, but obviously there are certain foods who are anti-inflammatory. Yeah, mm. there are certain components in the food, mainly in vegetables and fruit, so plant-based food that we call anti-inflammatory. So obviously processed foods, mm. saturated fats over a certain amount and the hidden sugars mm. are creating uh, inflammation or alcohol or uh, smoking yeah mm. so and the toxic lifestyle in terms of you know fast 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 yes yeah? yes as in the accelerated the ex lifestyle exactly uh, yes. exactly, um, exactly okay and so Fasting is, is is a fix, but there there is a way of fasting, and and there is a Landsmed concept, and I think um, maybe this is a good opportunity to talk about that and 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 your beliefs uh, and approach to, to fasting to to address these issues. Yes, the Landsmed concept is actually a very sophisticated system of preventative medicine with all its treasures for in diagnostics so we combine naturopathic diagnostics and 21st century diagnostics like we do the imaging uh, here where we do body composition MRIs we do sophisticated blood tests or gut health tests and then the therapy so the core principle of the Lansmed concept was in the beginning um, the ideas of someone called F.X. Meyer, who is my personal hero, mm -hmm. Austrian, Styrian, where I come from. Um, and F.X. Meyer um, f realized that our health is personalized and it has a lot to do what we put into our bodies concerning food. And that the food that we take in affects the metabolism. And 
with the changing lifestyle, not always for the better, mm. uh, he created a fasting idea to literally reset the gut, to heal the gut. So this is not a new idea. Even Hippocrates said, you know, let, let your uh, uh, larder be your medicine cabinet. So food is medicine. Yeah. And at the same time, your poison. Yeah. So when we talk about the fasting, we're talking about healthy food. As I said, the anti-inflammatory food to give your gut the rest and the healing. Yeah. So FX Meyer created a sort of diagnosing and then treating in form of a fast. So we are talking about uh, in a way time restrictive in the sense that you have a dedicated time where you fast, mm -hmm. for instance, for a week or for two weeks. And I'll speak about that later. Um, but also in the way that the gut uh, is exposed to as few mo different molecules. So it's about a monotonous food that you're given. And this is this is this uh, go, uh, feeds into the question that my patients always ask: Will I be hungry? Mm. You know, because fasting, you have a sort of you know a miserable person in front of you with water and bread. It's it's not it's not quite like that. Yeah, the the idea is that you give the gut the rest through a very monotonous food, and the core element was in the beginning a protein source. So a glass of milk and a bread roll. That was how FX Meyer started. Obviously, um, we think of now of different protein sources like non-dairy products and also not white uh, bread. Yeah, And the bread as such has no nutritional value in the fast. It's literally there to teach you to chew again. Right. So it's called actually a chewing trainer. Yes. Yeah. And this chewing trainer um, helps you to chew. And why is chewing so uh, important? That's what my patients ask is because you expose the food to the enzymes that the food needs already in the mouth. So when you eat so fast, yeah, when you eat standing up and you gobble things down, as mm -hmm. I call it, then your, the food is not exposed to the enzyme it needs and literally sits in your stomach and then creates all kinds of havoc. Okay. I see. So the chewing helps with slowing down. Mm. Yeah. The chewing helps with exposing the food to the proper enzymes. Yeah. And it's also part of the training. Yeah. Not only during the fast, but when you go home. Mm. Yeah? And does it also help the body understand that it's filling up? I think it, the body takes time to feel full. That That's a really good uh, point because it helps with your satiety. So mm. the level of satiety is reached much faster when you chew properly. Mm. And this, is, this um, answers one of my patient's questions is, will I be hungry? No, you won't. Yeah, we feed you three times a day. Mm. And because you chew properly 30 to 40 times one bite, yeah, you yes. won't go hungry. I think why this is fascinating for all of us is because maybe you know, one can speak for, for, for the vast majority of the population who have never fasted or even contemplated 
food is available 24-7 now. Um, probably our diets, uh, the quality of our diets are deteriorating. Obesity is on the increase. Um, in, in Western society, we, we do have problems. So, so for those listening that are intrigued by this, I mean, the, the, to even contemplate depriving ourselves of food for a period of time is, is, is just not unthinkable, but it, it's, it's, a hard, it's a very difficult hurdle to overcome psychologically, maybe. So do, do you see that, Ursula? Absolutely. And this is the point where I always say, you know, fasting is not only about the physical aspect. Yeah? Mm. Fasting encompasses all the other aspects of your health. Right. So it's about your emotions. It's about your mental process. And this is where you say, you know, the ambivalence comes into it. Yeah. Do I want that? Yeah. Do I want to change my life? And I think I, I do then a little exercise with my patients and we go into um, what's called uh, an ambivalent seesaw. Yeah, where I let my patients write down what are the positives about your status quo? What are the negatives? What could be potentially the positives of a change and what could be the negatives? And also in a good change, there might be things. And this is something that is um, an aspect when you talk about a walk-in version of the fasting, that you actually, you're not confined in a resort where you mm. do your thing and then you go home to your family. Yeah, You do it at home within your family compound. Yeah. Yes. So it might be not easy to, to sit um, and have a tea while your family eats. Yes, there's obviously a degree of discipline and self-control required here. Yes, and we try, we try to uh, help and encourage and coach through this mm. uh, uh, period of time as, as much as we can. And people need support. And as we all know in this special situation with the lockdown, that we all are under such strain, uh, if we admit it or not, that our emotions are frazzled and our state of mind is very much, you know, uh, under under duress at the moment. Yeah? Yes, yes. And stress can lead to unhealthy eating choices, I suppose. Uh, comfort eating is a is a term we all know. Yeah. And that's that's the devil in disguise because, you know, it's not really comforting because... Uh, hormonally speaking, um, a totally different uh, neurobiological pathway is sort of triggered rather, you know, where we think about about reward, but it's, it's, it's about happiness or reward. These are two different mm. pathways. Mm. Yeah. So we, we, we confuse these two. Yeah. But there are two different aspects. And after a fast, we we go more into the direction of the happiness because, as as you mentioned before, it does not affect the fast does not only affect our bodies; it affects our mental processes. Yes. And this is one of the first things that patients realize that the mental fog clears, so things become much clearer. Is that right? Yeah, and when you think about it, when I know, you are you know. Uh, I'm not sure you're a runner, but you do sports, mm. right? So when you exercise, you you get into this flow where 
time doesn't feel, you know, you, you're not concerned about your outside world. You go into this, or people who are very creative, they forget about the outside world and about mm. time. And this flow is something where your your happiness then stems from, right? And this is something where a fast can go into this direction. Okay. Yeah. So, well, I think we can all relate to that, things that make us happy. And, and um, so it's, it's getting over that hurdle. But maybe let's just talk about the programs that you've launched, Ursula, because these are seven... 14 and 21 day options is that right that's correct tell us about those and and how often we should then do them is it once or twice a year and um, give, give us an understanding so when we go back to what the fasting actually does it's it's about the food it's about the resting it's about cleansing so uh, we actually help with um, uh, oral subs uh, supplementation and uh, we give help to encourage the metabolism that might be sluggish before which will then be enhanced through the fast so we cleanse with uh, bitter salt with epsom salts and we supplement yeah so that can be either um, orally mm -hmm. or with IV treatments that we offer, that the further away you are from your optimal health, yeah, the more you will get support. Yeah. Yes. Because some some patients might start, you know, with an underlying uh, issue, and some patients just. I say just, but they want to lose weight. Hmm. Yeah. So there are different sort of reasons to go on the fast. And then obviously uh, inc uh, incorporated in the program is a sports uh, encouragement. FX Meyer said at the time when he developed that, that the walk around the block is enough. But we do personalized medicine. So if you are a marathon runner mm. and I... I um, advise you to do a walk, yeah, you would just laugh in my face, right? So it has to be very personalized. Mm. And then we deal with the soul, right? So we do we deal with your emotions. And this is this is the sort of um, spiritual part of the fasting comes into the equation as well, because mm. you start when you when you tidy up your life. Yes. You might be at the point where you think, you know, am I breathing clean air? Am I drinking clean water? Am I in healthy relationships? And that might sometimes open a can of worms. Mm. And we are happy to help at this point in our patients' lives where we can actually help with changes. And do you find as part of the program or do you dedicate time within the program for the spiritual element and for the the, the, the mental self-esteem issues that, that may be apparent? Yes. Um, so in, in the 7, 14 or 21-day programs, I see the patients in our walk-in version that we provide here at Lanzahoff at mm. the Arts Club. I see the patient every other day. So in these sessions, everything can come up. So I'm, I'm open for everything and I ask specific questions to ascertain if my patients are doing all right. Mm. Yeah. So and then these, these, these um, issues can come up. Yeah. So it's a fully supportive program. Could we drill down a little bit deeper then? So let's say I were to engage in your seven day program for yeah. argument's sake um, and, and we, you've assessed accordingly. 
What would breakfast, lunch and dinner look like, Ursula? So, um, if you want to go deep down, if you want to go to the basic level, mm. so your your breakfast would be a protein source, so it might be um, a, a yogurt, dairy, non-dairy, yeah, so a portion, yeah, and chew, the chewing trainer, which might be a buckwheat cracker, or a couple of these, yeah. Steady. Yeah. <laughs> and... You would get then a vegetable broth for between breakfast and lunch. Mm. And then you would have the same for lunch, so the protein source and the chewing trainer. And you might choose a dinner counseling option where you have just broth or herbal tea for dinner. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. And this, this would be the lowest. That, that would be the original Maya fasting level, how you would start, yeah, and then we can build up. So in the in the Lansmed concept, um, over the years, several several levels have been developed, which then uh, build up to what we call the energy cuisine, yeah, mm-hmm. which is the healthy food, the mm-hmm. healthy option of nutrition, which weans you back to a healthy life afterwards. And is it right that the first two or three days are usually the most difficult? Uh, presumably they are. But. Yes. I mean, as I said before, the further away you are from your optimal health, mm. the more you will feel the effect of the fast. So what happens, Ursula, hmm. in those days? Sometimes um, not very nice things happen. Give it and to us straight. <laughs> I, I experienced that uh, um, myself. When you become a Maya fasting doctor, you have to fast yourself. And I never realized I was a caffeine addict. Mm. And I came off the coffee and I had severe detox reaction. I had a very, very nasty headache for about five days. And I was very grumpy. Oh, goodness, it, five days. You drank a lot of coffee then. Yes, <laughs> yes. So... Um, the fit, the fit, it's, it's, it, and this is individual, yeah. So for me, it was the coffee. For some other people, it might be uh, to get off the sugar, mm. yeah. So it, it will be different, and uh, the effects are different. So it can be from the, the headache that I just mentioned, muscle pain, or a little bit fluish symptoms, a feeling of weakness, nausea, sleeping problems skin rashes, and obviously cravings, yeah? Okay, well, that part, I'm not sure you're selling it to us, but there's a reason. So we get through the other side, we get through all of that, yeah. and what is happening to the body, and, and what, what can we look forward to when we get out of the other side? So, I mean, first we obviously help with these uh, effects or that, the, that the fast has on you. So we encourage to drink large amounts of liquids between the meals, not during the meals, not to dilute the gastric juices. Yeah, We do uh, what I uh, advocate as the, the Wim Hof shower, you know, cold and hot alternating showers mm-hmm. to encourage the detox. Yeah, Skin brushing before showering and brisk walks and fresh air uh, and then the supplementation, yeah. So we offer then uh, IV treatments, and then obviously uh, I I offer naturopathic treatments like acupuncture, yeah. Mm-hmm. That helps with the detox as well, yeah. And so at the end of seven days and the seven day version, what can one expect? So 
you definitely will feel clearer, lighter, and all the the symptoms that we um, discussed in the beginning, like all these discomfortable feelings in the gut, you know, the bloating and the the irregularities in bowel movements, that will definitely have changed. Yeah, mm-hmm. and for some people, it will also be a significant weight loss. Yes. Yeah, but I try, you know say this is this is not the major major issue mm. yeah that is automatically a side effect it's a byproduct yes 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 that makes sense yes so what what you feel physically um, is that your digestion improves yeah uh, the pain will be relieved because if uh, as we said before you know when you lose weight and you move easier then your pain will get less, yeah? Your mood gets better, your sleep gets better, and your whole your whole well-being is enhanced, mm. right? Um, and objectively, what we can measure in tests is uh, that your immune system is enhanced. It has an anti-aging effect, and there is lots of research out there that the senescing, the the the, the age, uh, the the aging process mm. is actually slowed down. Is that visibly apparent as well in, in, in with people's skin? Oh, definitely, yeah. Mm. Because you you have this this uh, in in traditional Chinese medicine, we say the shen shines out of your face, so you will actually see that, yeah. And mm. it the cancer risk is lower. Because chronic inflammation can ultimately lead to a heightened cancer risk. Mm. So that is improved. The Alzheimer's risk is lowered because chronic inflammation, we know that that chronic inflammation triggers inflammatory processes in our brains. So degenerative diseases. And it improves the hormonal system. Yeah, so I hear colleagues from the research talking about fasting babies. Oh, really? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and and then obviously the weight reduction. Yeah. Well, it's um, it sounds like a cure-all, Ursula. I, I appreciate there isn't a panacea, but um, I can't think of reasons not to do it. Uh, and that has been a fascinating insight. However. That is the seven-day, 14 or 21-day option. Do you see your clients and patients then reverting back to bad habits? I mean, or are there success stories where people maintain? Well, I think both happens, Mm. right? It depends really, you know, to which lives people go back to, yeah? Mm. Uh, But we are there to support. We we have a sort of follow-up after three months, Mm. yeah? And then we'll, we'll ascertain, you know, if there are slight changes need to be made but um, basically it makes sense to do a fast on a regular basis yeah so I always encourage people to do it at least once a year once a year yes and springtime you know the time of renewal in our you know in nature yeah and in I mean, obviously, I see in different religions, there are different times dedicated for fasting. The culture where I come from, you know, it's Lent now, Mm. right? So the fasting was always ingrained in our culture that we dedicate certain times of the year for fasting, Mm. yeah? Ideally, you do it twice a year, 
Yeah, with the changing seasons, with spring and with autumn. Twice a year. Yeah. And in between, just sensible choices. Um, in fact, some advice from you, please, on, on our daily approach to, to diet. Well, stay away from the four deadly sins, what I call FMOLs, the fast, much, often and too late. And stay away from processed food. Mm. Cook from scratch, eat you know, healthy vegetables and fruit and not processed food. Mm. And uh, we graze, don't we, between meals? Are, are, are you uh, an advocate of just sticking to three meals a day? Absolutely, because that has to do with giving the gut a rest. So three meals, no snacking. Wonderful. So maybe some last advice for those listening who would like to try fasting for the first time. How can you help? Make sure that you assess your situation. Where do you stand and um, bring in your ideas what you want to achieve? Mm -hmm. There is always a, a status quo and where do you want to go? And I will then devise a plan with you together how we can achieve that. Wonderful. Ursula, this has been absolutely fascinating. Uh, thank you so much. And uh, it's Come been uh, a pleasure listening to your expertise. Thank you so much for having me, Mario. Thank you, Ursula. Bye.